This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. How's it hanging, ladies and folks? My name is Chris R.R. Balzo, and this is my show. You're about to hear the 21st chapter of my ongoing sword and sorcery narrative. A story written, read, performed, and edited, all with your ear holes in mind. But don't concern yourself with going back to catch up quite yet, because this episode, like every episode, just so happens to be the perfect jumping on point. And then, once you're hooked, feel free to go back and check out previous episodes of the show while you wait for the next one to drop. But for now, all I need you to do is sit back, relax, and allow me to unfurl the wizard scroll. The championship belt clung tightly to the Lizardman's waist. The belt, that telltale sign of martial prowess. A MacGuffin the likes of which would allow its wearer to win over the hearts and minds of all who gazed upon it. And do it simply by just standing there. So that's exactly what that man-sized iguana did. Wordlessly, he eyed Rodney up and down as those 200,000 screaming fans just went fucking bananas as he lowered into a fighting stance and shifted his chameleon eyes to fixate directly into Rodney's own. Ready to defend his prize. Ready to demonstrate to this new challenger all the cold-blooded killer instinct that had earned him the dang thing in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! How about you? I literally cannot believe what I am seeing here! Two championship matches in one night! That's a new record, people! And this new guy ain't no slouch either! Would you look at that kingly physique? He's bobbing, he's weaving, and his lightning quick tail swipes are keeping the challenger at bay. Holy fucking shit! Rodney just chopped the champion's tail off! I know full well of your lizard tricks, you lizard prick! With his one remaining hand, the warrior hoisted Jinjax into the air by his thin, spindly little neck clutched the creature's windpipe and squeezed. Oh, oh, I'm joking. Oh, the lizard vanity! Rodney as the champion in a one-handed chokehold! 
love it, Jim Jacks, folks! Yeah! Bangarang! Jim Jacks frees himself with a lizardman tongue punch! Then he backflipped out of his grasp, did a quadruple axle and another backflip before landing into a full split some yards away. And he sticks the landing! Whoa, Nelly! Did you see that? Somebody from the audience just tossed the champion a weapon! But Rodney is still on the offensive! He must really want that belt! Look at them go, people! Such a flurry of sword swings! I can hardly make out the action at all! Better whip out my binoculars to get a better view! God damn, would you look at the caboose on him! Wait, what I missed? Oh, shit! The champion is down! And Rodney kicks him in the ribs! He kicks him in the face! And the ribs again! Jim Jacks is down for the count, but Rodney keeps going! Somebody stop me! champion has emerged from the rubble of the previous match, and he spears Rodney from behind. He's got him in the STF. This could be it for Rodney. Will he hold out? Will he tap? I've got no fucking idea. Jindax hits him with a steel chair to the face. Cargon is out cold! And just as the cheers from the audience reached a roaring crescendo, Jinjak squatted down like he was about to take a standing shit. As the lizard man's tail stump began to glow a bright hot orange, and it regrew itself in a matter of seconds. But hey, results are results, am I right? We'll be right back. Hey there kids, Billy Mays here to tell you about the hot new toy on the block. We got the little Susie. It's a sentient robot baby doll that loves to play. Hi, my name is Susie. Come play with me. Whoa! It burps! It farts, it shits, and most importantly of all, it's alive! I love playing jump rope. So cool! Very lifelike! We cracked the orc genome and downloaded a whole person into each doll. She never grows older, never gets tired. An immortal soul trapped for all eternity. She'll be ready for playtime for centuries to come. Order right now, and we'll give you the twin double pack, conjoined twin edition, with two heads, two souls, double the fun, for half the price. Your existence is pain. Please kill us. Yeah, come on down to the local indentured court toy division, 
to grab your doll today. Wow, thank you, Indenture Corp. Welcome back to the show, folks. In case you're just tuning in, I'm Sergeant Chet Thunderhoof, and tonight it's a rumble in the rubble. Jinjax Lizardman versus Rodney the King Bobson for the championship belt. Our fighters have recouped a bit during that word from our sponsor. And now they're raring to get right back into the action. The dueling continued on the flick of a bean. With Rodney barreling forward, swinging his sword arm this way and that. With Jinjax, cagey as ever, dodging, rolling, parrying, and otherwise evading that rapid flurry of attacks. With his tail regrown to its former length and girth, Jinjax spun and swayed his hips just so. Getting some good tail slaps in as he did so, forcing his opponent into a backward stagger as he bounded forward with his curved, almost circular sickle and slashed at the warrior's chest. Rodney's blood spurted out like a goddamn super soaker, arcing into the air and dousing a whole section of fans seated in the frontmost rows, aka the splash zone. Ouch! That's got a smart! But at least our lovely patrons were all wearing their officially licensed Super Arena raincoats. All that blood will just slick right off. You ask for it now, lizard boy! I am a lizard man. Jinjax made to whip his tail and stun his challenger once more, but Rodney knew better than to fall for that trick again. Nay, this time he was fully prepared to meet this strike with a counterattack of his own. So he did just that. He caught Jinjax's tail with his one remaining hand. He pulled and he spun in place like a giant Beyblade. Rodney's got him by the tail! Oh, jeez! Jinjax is flailing about like a fish out of water, and the challenger shows no signs of letting up. He's spinning around and around and around. I say if he gets going much faster, yeah. And so long, gay Bowser he goes. Up, up. Into the scoreboard! Ladies, gentlemen, and the rest, your winner and the new, new Super Arena Champion of Mineville! I'm running out of fucking breath up here, it's Rodney! The King Bobson! Rodney stood victorious in a triumphant power pose, fireworks exploding in the background above him as a comely dwarf maiden complete with beard descended from the rafters. She had removed the belt from Jinjax's cold, twitching body and presently bestowed it to Rodney. 
wrapping it snug about his waist as he kissed the warrior on the cheek. The new champion then took a hold of the microbone and began to speak. I am King Rodney, son of Bob the Benevolent, rightful heir to the fallen empire of man. And I'm fucking pissed off! Pissed because the Lich Queen invaded my home and made it lousy with undead pricks! And you know what really grinds my gears? They come in here, they kill all your friends, your friends turn into more skeletons. As we all know, it's a very vicious cycle. But what if I told you it doesn't have to be that way anymore? You see this sword arm I got here? Well, just the other week, Goblin Jesus deep-throated this shit, bestowing it with the power to vanquish that lich once and for all. For real this time! Let me ask right now, who among you is also pissed the fuck off? That Skeleton invaded your town, killed your friends and neighbors, and turned them into Skeleton also. Who, among the rowdiest crowd in all the Tigger Woods, thinks that we should bring the fight to them? That we should settle the score right the frick now? About at this point, the Skeleton in the audience were all sitting there like, <laughs> they were just sitting there like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was far too late already. Namely because everybody else had just begun dogpiling them. Then let's start a mother-flippin' revolution! Cut to... Down beneath the stadium, down into the catacombs they descended, like a colony of ants invading their rival's burrow, with Rodney leading the charge. He immediately suplexed three Skelemen at once as his raging army swarmed forward, stampeding through those underground tunnels and hallways, crushing all Skelegards who opposed them. In no time at all, somebody had pulled the fire alarm, opening every cell in the place. And so the prisoners all filed out and joined in on the fun. It was the roughest, toughest gang of thugs you ever did lay eyes upon. Humans, orcs, goblins, elves, all those wacky characters. Dwarves, gnomes, centaurs, trolls, and even all the animals got sprung as well. That riotous, rambunctious mob, bolstered by all the most heinous, most violent inmates in the land. They flooded from the Pineville Super Arena like a bursted capillary and painted the town red. Not literally, of course, because the only peeps that mob sought to dismember were of the Skella variety. And so they stormed into Pineville proper and unleashed heck upon the Skella man populace. Convicts, townsfolk, and fans alike battling under the same banner. Quickly made brothers in arms, Kindred bonds stronger than steel formed solely from the respect they held for their champion, King Rodney, as they rioted, 
best Skella skulls in and burn down Skella man-owned businesses as one. It wasn't just a riot, it was a horde. An unstoppable force of nature which would slice and dice, bash and break, pommel and eviscerate every undead creature in sight. And so they did just that. The kerfuffle continued for three straight hours, and by the time they were done, that motley crew had accomplished its macabre mission. For every skeleton within city limits had been effectively converted into bone dust. Today, we have liberated this city from its bony oppressors. No longer shall the Lich Queen spawn run amok and make a mockery of this humble burg. No longer shall they sully your town overpopulate the place and hike up all the rent. Today, seriously guys, we made a heck of a lot of progress today. Really, I'm touched, but we have more work to do still. For tomorrow, we storm Skullcap Castle. Tomorrow, we bring a swift, permanent end to the Lich Queen's eternal reign. Tomorrow, we liberate all of Yurtland from the thrall of bone and steel. But tonight, let's get fucking wasted! Skullcap Castle loomed in the middle distance. That obsidian black stone palace surrounded by a thick purple haze. It sat atop a large, bone-white, skull-shaped mountain, hence the name. And within the innermost sanctum of this geotechnical marvel, sitting cross-legged upon her throne of bones, Umbrella the Lich Queen meditated, sitting upright, motionless, presently in the throes of some wizard-acid-fueled zen state. When all of a sudden her eyes shot open, cut through the darkness of the throne room with their deep purple glow, as her communion with the void came to an abrupt end. That fool really thinks he can pull a fast one on me? On I? On Umbrelli, the Lich Queen? Well, buddy boy, if it's a war you want, it's a war you're gonna get, you arrogant prick! Ring. General Skeller Squires, ready to scullites and all the other stuff. Tomorrow, we wage war. Wait, what? I have spoken! Your craven little sneak attack shall be met with fire and fury, my son. All 204,069 of your followers shall be subjected to my wrath. Subjected to a fate befitting the high crime of treason. And the punishment? Let's just say there shall be no survivors next time on The Wizard Scroll.
Thanks for tuning in to me screaming about wizards for 20 minutes. If you're still here, odds are that you've enjoyed what you just heard and are stoked for more. Episode 206, this arc's thrilling conclusion, is coming real soon to an RSS feed near you. But in the meantime, there's already oodles of content available right this second for your binging pleasure. So if you're new, feel free to check out the story thus far and let me know what you think of the show. Either as a review on your podcasting platform of choice, or anywhere else on the internet. Real quick, I'd like to give a big epic shout out to my boys Shane and Connor over at the Dungeons and Doobies podcast. If you like my show, you'll definitely be a fan of theirs. The basic premise is that it's short sword and sorcery tales written and performed for one another's amusement. It's a great time, you know, when you're chilling at home, stoned as a cobblestone wall. You want to hear a quick little story or three? Maybe just pop on Dungeons and Doobies and bust a couple lungs with the lads. And until next time, bye bye The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Oh, you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.